Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hello everybody and welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast this morning. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by FSR Cattle Company. FSR Cattle Company is a premier producer of team roping and steer wrestling cattle, performance cattle. Uh, whether you have a big event and need a couple truckloads or just need a few head for around the place to practice on, FSR Cattle Company is a place to get your steers. You check them out on Facebook uh, and Instagram and at fsrcattlecompany.com. Hey, this morning I have a great guest on. Uh, her name is Crystal, and I'm. we just talked about this before we were getting on the show, pronunci- pronunciation of her last name, which is very easy to say, but and now I'm drawing a blank. So she is the owner uh, and founder of Dusty Diamond Leather. And Crystal, welcome to the podcast. And one time, one more time, pronunciation of your last name. <laughs> it's Schwanevelt. Schwanevelt, okay. Yeah, it's, it's very easy to pronounce, but when I'm looking at, at, the, uh, at the spelling of it, it's, you know, it, it, looks, uh, it looks daunting. But uh, Schwanevelt, yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If you think of a swan, it kind of helps. I, I love that analogy. That's that's great. <laughs> so, hey, so um, you're out in uh, in California, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And, and where, what area are you in? Um, I'm between Riverside and Temecula in a small town called Romo Land. Okay. And, and that's, um, I'm trying to think, I've had some good friends that lived in Temecula before. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm just to... north of Temecula, about 30 minutes. Okay. All right. And now were you raised there? Or... I was raised in an even smaller town called Ukaipa, which is um, between Los Angeles and Palm Springs. Really? Kind of in the foothills. Yeah. You And it's called, it's Ukaipa? Is that what you said? Yep. Ukaipa. Uh, and, and I haven't even heard that. Can you see it on the 10 when you're driving through or no? Yes. Yes. Oh, so when you're driving through the 10, you can see it. Yeah. There's just one exit, I think, or maybe two at this point. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've discovered you, like I discover a lot of people through social media. And one of the things I love about social media, and the, the one thing that caught my eye first was a, a, just an awesome uh, chocolate rough out belt that you had done and then I just started looking at your other work and and uh you know just seeing the stuff you're doing I just and it, it you know just really caught my eye and uh so you know I wanted to have you on and just talk to you about you know how you got started um you know doing your leather work and uh just give us a little backstory on you and history on you know on you and how you how you got started in it well sure thank you so much for having me it's such an honor i've listened to every single episode you've had so and you interview a lot of amazing people so i feel so privileged to be you know on your show um but i grew up like i said in ukaipa which was a really small town um and it has grown tremendously now 
but I grew up to parents that didn't have horses and kind of was born with that horse lover gene. Um, begged my parents for a horse for several years. I think they thought it might have been a fad and they put me in some riding lessons, um, but it only grew from there. So they bought my first horse when I was seven. I did some braille racing and Gymkhana events. Um, with the next horse I had, I did some halter shows and some Western pleasure. I went from there and did rodeo queen pageants. Um, there's a rodeo down the um, highway in Banning that I was the junior rodeo queen at and then also rodeo queen at um, in Harupa, which is kind of a bigger rodeo in Riverside. And from there, let's see, um, I, was, I worked in the restaurant business and also retail. And we'll have to talk about that because I was at Boot Barn for about 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we have that in common. Oh, and that's... then, <laughs> um, you know, after some unfortunate events, I had to move my horse to a boarding facility. And there they had team ropings. And that's where I met my now husband. And he got me involved in team roping. And I've always just loved, like, the Western industry and the Western way of life. So I found myself in a um, property management job that was Monday through Friday, which that's the schedule I was looking for after working so many weekends and nights. Uh, so I was like really excited for that schedule. However, I just hated being in an office all day, every day and being um, away from the Western way of life, so to speak. Uh, so that's when I decided to go ahead and take a leap of faith and my husband was so nice to let me stay home and start this business, which I've been doing now for about two years. Oh man, so that's so. You, now you were in property management. Were you a, a, a realtor or just uh, doing the property management? And was it like commercial, residential? Yeah, I actually um, worked at a housing complex for students right next to University of Riverside. And there I was an assistant manager, and I handled basically the books, the um, accounting and everything. Gotcha. So let's. I'm going to back up just a little bit. So, I, And I didn't even know this. I didn't know that you were a uh, prior rodeo queen. So that's very cool because I've always thought that rodeo queens looked awesome. You know, they always have the just, you know, these outfits that are just so awesome looking, you know. It just reminds me of, you know, the— uh, the old old westerns from back in the day for some reason i don't know why but anyway that's very cool and then you uh also worked at boot barn for 10 years huh i i did yes <laughs> Wh which yeah, location back when they only had i'm sorry no go ahead oh i was just gonna say i started back when they only had 30 stores you and then they grew kidding. tremendously from there yeah yeah that's no where, where were you at san bernardino san bernardino okay yeah, so obviously you've heard in the other episodes that I I I went and worked there for like three months. It was it was it was great actually. I mean it was it was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, they got three hundred stores now. I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. I was there for almost ten years. I think I was there for about eight and a half or so, and I loved it because um, I was really good friends with John Grundemeyer who did the events for Boot Barn. So he took me to NFR every year and Cheyenne Frontier Days. And I got to work the booth and then also do a little play after work and stuff around there. So, Oh, that's awesome. It was, 
yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very cool. So when, when did you pick up the leather tools and start, uh, you know, or, or have you always been, uh, you know, artistic or, or handy with, with tools or, you know, how'd that start? You know, it's so funny because I never thought of myself as being artistic or crafty. Um, my mom was, she made a lot of house decorations like curtains and pillows and different things for the house. Um, she made a couple of my rodeo queen outfits. Uh, so she, I always thought was like really crafty and I always wanted to be like that. And my drawings are, you know, horrible. So I never thought I would have an artsy side to me. Um, but I, one, uh, one Christmas I ordered a halter, a bronc halter for my husband. And when it came in, you know, I was looking at the quality and it's just something that you can't just go and buy at a store. Um, and plus it was custom, you know, I had his initials put on it and I thought, man, this is really neat, you know, to be able to order something of good quality that's custom to you. Um, and I really love the idea and I just wanted just to try it. And I was at Hobby Lobby and they had a little kit there with some tools and some scrap leather that you could play with and make a keychain. So I started there and just the, the medium of the leather is amazing um, to work with. And I like that it's kind of 3D. Um, and for some reason, it's just easier for me to draw and even easier for me to carve on it. Really? So it's a lot of fun. So, and how, how long ago was this that, that you decided to do that or started that? That was, let's see, about three years ago, I started playing with it. So you, you you've obviously progressed very rapidly to to a skill level because i you know i've always loved the leather stuff and you know and ever since i was little i always wanted to make something leather and i always i was one of them kids that always did everything weird so like i i got a, a buckskin jacket from my grandfather one time when i was young and believe it or not i i cut it up and, and don't ask me why, but, you know, I, I don't know what I was trying to do, but I've, I've always liked to make stuff. And I've, I've made a few belts and I've made a few things, but I've never had the, I've just never, I've never made anything that I just looked at and went, man, this is awesome. Or, you know, anybody would want to buy it. So I, I think that, I just think that's so cool, you know, that you could just start something that, I mean, as recent as three years ago and be, you know, putting out the, the level of quality of, of product that I see, you know, it's just, it's so cool. And then you do. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, no, and and then you do you do beadwork as well, right? Yes. Yeah. And and how did you get into the? Go ahead. The beadwork was kind of the same thing. Um, you know, it, it was really trendy. A lot of our uh, friends were getting custom, you know, beaded belts, and that was like one of the projects that I really, really wanted to get into. It took me a while to make my first one, but. Um, the beading to me is it's really easy actually. Um, I just YouTubed it to learn how to how to do it, and it's really easy. It's just very very time consuming and very um, tedious. Yeah, I would I would think yeah. yeah. <laughs> very crazy. Very cool. So now, so you do belts, you do spur straps. Um, is there anything that that you that you haven't done yet that you're working on or you want to do? Um, yeah, I um, I really want to do start getting into some handbags. Um, it's just to me, uh, you know, the interiors and the pockets and the zippers are all things that I'm still working on. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would love to get into doing some handbags and um, some more tack, which I've done a few head stalls and 
um, one breast collar now, but I would like to start doing a little more of the tack and, and handbags. But I try to do anything that anyone asks me to because I always feel like there's something to learn in a project. Even if it's something I don't really want to do, I feel like I can still learn and grow from it. So, right. And it's still good practice. Right. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Now, <clears throat> I, you know, I know from, you know, my uh, feeble attempts at, at Leathercraft, um, all the way from Indian guides and Boy Scouts and even into my adulthood. I, I've even, I, I even bought a, a saddle tree one time, was going to make a saddle. Um, that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down, but, um, and I would love to do it, but I, I just don't know that, uh, that I really have the, uh, uh I don't know. I don't know if I got the patience or just, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but you know, some people are destined to do certain things and, and, uh, I, I don't know that I'll ever make, um, you know, something really nice out of leather, but I just, I admire, you know, people's work and, 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 uh, and people that have the ability and skill to do that. And, um, there's just something in your work that, you know, just kind of really stuck out to me when, when I, you know, when I saw it. Um, and it's just, uh, very cool. I'm, I'm looking at this one thing right here on this, um, oh, it's a lot of beadwork and I'm not even sure what it is. It looks like a little purse or something, uh, that you did. Recently? Uh, let me see. I'm just trying to see here. Yeah, it was, when was it? Oh, it was in June, I guess. It's a really cool design on, it. um, it's got a little, uh, it's like a little zipper purse maybe, is it? I'm, I can't tell what it is, but anyway, but it's the beadwork on it is, is amazing. See, it says, oh, okay. I think that is, um, loom beading. actually a bouquet wrap that I did for my best friend for her wedding. Oh, what is it? It's a bouquet wrap. Is that what it is? It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very Thank cool. you. Thanks. So to, on, when you're doing the when you're doing the beading, <clears throat> is that like on a loom? Is that how you do that or? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And that bouquet wrap has so many beads in it. It's the biggest bead piece I ever did. So it was very time consuming, but it turned out so amazing. And it went like beautiful with her um, colors and everything and her flowers. So the bouquet wraps right now are really, really popular. That's very cool. Now I know it takes a lot of tools, you know, to do leather work. And uh, so, are you? Do you have a? Do you have a stitcher, or you know, do you hand stitch some stuff? Or I actually, um, yes, I have a stitcher sewing machine. Um, it's a Cobra, and it's amazing. Um, before that, I had a an old old singer um, that I stitched everything on. But the Cobra machine is absolutely amazing, and it goes nice and slow, so um, you know I don't mess up. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, probably the biggest piece of equipment I have right now. I would love to get um, a leather splitter one day to where I can, you know, thin out leather and make it all the same width. Right. Because a lot of the heights come in different widths. So. Right. Exactly. And then <clears throat> and hand tools. I mean, are you what what do you use mostly? Do you? I mean, I know that I think Osborne used to be a big um, maker of uh, you know um, leather tools and stuff. Uh, do you have like certain brands that you really like to work with or? Uh... Yes. So um, for my stamping tools, Barry King is my favorite and he has the biggest assortment of tools. Um, I went to Prescott in February for the leather show and they were there, um, Barry King and I think his brother. And 
that booth was just surrounded by people the entire day. It was so hard to get over there and actually shop for tools, but they're amazing. And then my um, Louisville knife I use is by Chuck Smith, and he's actually here in Southern California. So, man, that, that's crazy. And, I've, and that, <clears throat> again, this is probably why I'm, I've uh, you know lack a lot of the skills. I've uh, I've never even heard of those guys, but it just it just sounds like you know it's like anything. You, the more technical you get into it, you know, you start to find where. Uh, you know where the pros really get their stuff. Uh, I, I know for years. I know for years. It's just all I ever knew was Tandy. You know, and 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 nothing against nothing against Tandy. I mean, Tandy's great, but um, you, you know, there's just a lot of other makers and and people out there doing stuff that uh, is just really cool. Now, do you have do you have any desire to to do a saddle, or is that something that you're not interested in? No, I think I would love to do one. I was actually just talking to um, my friend yesterday. She's moving to Texas, and she's trying to talk me into moving to Texas with her. <laughs> and I would love to, um, especially since there's so many saddle makers out there. And, you know, I watch um, this one guy on YouTube all the time, and he's amazing. And he does saddles and purses and wallets. And um, so I would just love to go spend, you know, a couple months uh, with somebody like that and build a saddle. I would absolutely love to do that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So now do, are you, uh, do you, are you team roping now or what, what, what events do you do or do you just pleasure ride? I mean, what? No, um, we do a little bit of team roping around here. Um, actually this winter we just bought a gooseneck trailer that it's just a shell right now, but we want to put a bed and, um, Think and maybe a shower in and go out to Arizona. So go out your way. Nice. And do all team roping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's plenty of that out here. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm from California, you know, and there's a lot of team roping in California too, but in Arizona, it's, it's just off the, off the hook. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy yeah. good. We have a lot of friends that go out there. So we, we're going to go out there this winter. It's a goal of ours. It's We've been wanting to go for the last few years. Very cool. And so now, in what what does your husband do? Is he uh, does he work He's in a horseshoer? Oh, he is. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you ever build him a pair of a uh, like uh, a horseshoe and apron or anything like that, or? No, not yet. <laughs> um, he's he's funny because uh, he just bought an apron, just a cheap one. Uh-huh. Um, but I asked him probably like a year ago, do you want me to still do an apron? You know, you're ruining your shirts and, right. oh no, no, I'll forget to put it on, you know, so. <laughs> oh, uh, now he's got, you got to make him one, make him a real cool one, get his initials on it, all that. I you just have him, have him all tacked out. But he, that, that's the way I'd be. I, you know, I, I'd be like the guy showing up, you know, that, that, uh, you know, has everything in the world on him and doesn't know how to use it. And, He's probably just going going right to work and getting his job done. So, that's, yeah, that's... he doesn't really uh, think about those extra things. But <laughs> now that he bought some shirts that he likes, and uh, he's been, you know, he's been in the horseshoeing business for twenty years. But he's been going with some other guys to help them out, and um, they have these big show barns, and they do, you know, these show these uh, jumpers and um, dressage horses. So they kind of dress a little nicer and have a collar and. So now he's starting to dress a little nicer and wear colored shirts. And now he's realizing, oh, yeah, I am ruining my shirts. You know that I want to keep nice. So I do need to make him an apron. But he does get spoiled. He gets belts and uh, spur straps and 
Um, he wants a console cover for his truck and some other things. I have a whole list for him. So it's just trying to get around to it. Yeah. So that's a really, really a great concept of doing a, you know, a console cover. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious, uh, you know, cause I, I really like the interiors and, you know, like the, uh, uh, what is it? The King Ranch truck, you know, they're all leather. Um, mm-hmm. Doing upholstery with, with leather, you know, like, like a car seat or something like that. I mean, that seems like that would be quite the, uh, you know, ominous task. Have, have you ever thought of anything like that? Or, or are you just trying to get started maybe doing a, a console cover first? Yeah, I'll probably just get started with that first. But um, yeah, that would be amazing. I actually met a lady in, in Prescott at the leather show who works for Ford. And she was talking about doing um, some trucks for the PBR. And they were looking into doing like leather seats with like the tooled leather headrest and things like that. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that too, because you have to think of like the hair oils and how is that leather going to last, um, with the sun and the elements and, and the oil and stuff from your skin and your hair. So, uh, it might be a bigger task than, um, I realized, but I think I'll start with the console cover and see how that goes. <laughs> <clears throat> That's very cool. So are they, they're talking about just doing like some one-offs, uh, custom stuff for the PBR. Is, is that what they were? Yeah. Um, I believe she was saying it was to give away to like the champions um, right. to do like custom, yeah, custom interior, Western interior. So. Very cool. So what, um, in terms of like, uh, you know, so you worked at Boot Barn, so obviously, you know, you, mm-hmm. you like Western fashion and, uh, um, you know, I, I have an extreme passion for Western fashion. Uh, do, do you have, you know, specific uh, clothing brands you like or um, boots that you like? I mean, I know women, yeah. in, women in shoes is a huge topic anyway, and seems like it's the same just with, uh, you know, cowgirls in boots too. So what, uh, what brands mm-hmm. do you like? What do you wear? Um, as far as boots go, I've had the same pair of boots for, oh gosh, how long has it been? I ordered them through Boot Barn, um, through Boulay. And they are amazing. They fit like a glove and they're a uh, full quill ostrich. And I absolutely love those boots. And those are my everyday I ride in boots. Um, I think I've had them for probably 10 or more years at this point. And then, so those are my favorite. Uh, I also like Justin's and the Ariat Cruisers for a slip-on shoe are amazing. Uh, as far as jeans go, um, Cowgirl Tough are my favorite. And they fit amazing, and then they're really comfortable to ride in. Um, and I guess after I got out of the business, Cinch started making women's clothing. Um, so I've tried their pants, and those are really comfortable as well. Very cool. And how about how about hats? You got a preference for hats, or? Uh, not really. Uh, when I was rodeo queening, we were always told, you know, to wear Rizzasol because they were the major sponsor for the national rodeo. Um, so I always wore that as a cowboy hat. Um, but I do like American hats as well. I just hardly ever wear a cowboy hat anymore. <laughs> if I'm wearing a hat, it's usually a ball cap. Right. And spe- speaking yeah. of ball caps, have you done any, uh, <clears throat> any leather patches, uh, you know, logos and stuff for hats at all? Or? Yeah. Not yet, but that is on the list. <laughs> yeah. That's, that seems like it's uh, a pretty popular popular deal nowadays you know with the leather mm-hmm. leather yep. logo patches. yes that is Very yeah cool. definitely 
<clears throat> and what about uh, cowboy movies? Do you have any favorite okay. Western movies or favorite movies for that matter? Well, I grew up watching Pure Country um, and The Man from Snowy River. Those were like my two favorite oh, growing yeah. up. Yeah. And then uh, I do have to mention, though, everyone always mentions the Cowboys. And if I don't say the Cowboys, I'll feel really bad because <laughs> uh, <laughs> one, of the, um, one of the guys that played one of the boys was actually in my wedding. And so I never even heard of the Cowboys until I met him. And he's um, a really good friend of ours. He's um, really amazing. So I have to mention the Cowboys now because he was in that movie. <laughs> <clears throat> Who did, what part did he play? He played Homer. You got to be kidding. So, no. He's an amazing person. I think he should be on your broadcast. So. Oh, I'd, <clears throat> I'd love to have him on. He's, that's, I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so hard for me to pick, you know, any, you know, a favorite movie, but when I think of the, mm -hmm. the Cowboys, that, that movie was just, it's so iconic. And when you oh, said yeah. Homer's name, I mean, I know every one of those characters, like, you know, I think I know them anyway. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us do, but mm -hmm. that is so crazy cool that Homer was in your yeah. guy's wedding party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he was. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. We always tease him because he's the one that ran away from, from the lady. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh my it's God. Like, why were you running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, Hey, other shows too. I mean, I always throw this out there because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of goofy, I guess, but uh, I, or at least, I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, you know, my ego tries to compensate for just saying some things that I like, but are you familiar with the show Heartland? Have you, I don't know if you've heard me talk about it on other episodes, but have you ever watched that, that show? No, I've heard you talk about it, but I haven't had the chance to to watch it. No, okay. I need to though. It sounds really cool. So, well, yeah, it's it's just one of those things you can turn on and and you know see see Western mm -hmm. lifestyle and stuff. And anyway, I, I just I keep <clears throat> I talk about it all the time. I because I love it so much, and like you haven't seen it, so hopefully now you'll you'll go watch it and go, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Dan, yeah, definitely, yeah. Very cool. And how about music? How about, uh, got any favorite music or favorite, favorite artists? Um, no, I, I pretty much listened to everything. Um, I really love George Strait and some of the older country music, uh, Waylon Jennings and Hank Williams Jr. Um, and Hank Williams. I like listening to all of them. I have them on my Pandora, but I also have like Dr. Dre. <laughs> And some other uh, like rap music, Cardi B, things like that. So I'm kind of all over the place with music. <clears throat> yeah, that's seems to be the consensus. Music is the is the one thing mm -hmm. that brings everybody together. I'm the same way too. You know, I'm got my Spotify on, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of different things, and just depending on the mood, you know, what you want to listen. Yeah. To. But it's. Well, uh, I love it because um, I put my Pandora on shuffle now, and I uh, have all these random stations so it's always mixing it up you know so it's really easy to work to i feel like if it's just the same music over and over i get kind of bored right but. right very cool well <clears throat> i've you and i we've messaged uh, a little bit about uh i want to get a new belt and i saw that that <laughs> that chocolate rough out and i'm like oh man i need one of those but i'm, I'm trying to decide i got and i'm i'm so um, for lack of better words just particular you know and i just and, and sometimes mm -hmm. i'm going okay what i want to get what i want to get you know and 
So anyway, I've got to make a decision and, and <laughs> get my order in. How, how long does it take for, you know, um, and I know different times of year are different, but what, what's a turnaround, you know, for like a belt? Someone wants to order a belt or something, usually. Um, I'm pretty consistent with orders lately, um, or actually ever since I started, I've had about uh, four to five orders at a time. So turnaround time for me is usually about three to four weeks. Um, sometimes if I have, you know, four belts or, you know, larger items, it could be a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, but it's usually about, you know, three to four weeks or so. With Christmas coming, it may start getting a little bit longer. So yeah, I would encourage everyone to get those orders in as soon as possible because we always go, you know, try to go to NFR in the World Series every year in December. So um, I try to get them all done before we leave. Right. Hey, now I'm looking at something too that's that's really cool. <clears throat> and uh, I, it, it's your, I think it's your, I don't know, I guess it's your phone, but you have, you have beading on the back of the phone and then you have one of those, um, mm -hmm. one of those. Uh, pop socket. Oh, yeah. What, what are they called? Pop sockets? Uh-huh, pop socket. Yeah. Those I, I are call, really high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are those are really cool and that's uh, it, especially I got arthritis on my hands. That'd be a great thing to have on my phone make you hang oh, on. Oh man. Yeah, very I never cool. thought I would want one, but it's amazing. And then you can also prop up your phone and watch, you know, um YouTube videos or a movie yeah. or something and you have to hold it up or you know, try to lean it on anything. So, I really like them. It makes it a lot easier. I don't feel like I'm going to drop my phone. Yeah. Very, it's very cool. So, and then how, how, how do those connect? How do you connect them to the phone? They have a 3M tape on the back. So oh. it's like a normal pop socket um, that you could buy at any store and it just, you know, has the sticky back that you stick on mm -hmm. and then I'll just add my little leather tooling on top. That's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah. I'm, now I'm looking at another one of your belts here too, the beaded one. It's a, uh, it's a dark brown belt and then the beading is, uh, like red and white. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just gorgeous. And so that beading that goes on a loom and then do you, does that have to be like glued in to there or is it mm -hmm. sewn in? Or? Yeah. Glued and sewn in. Yeah. And then a belt like that, there's a lot of, this one has CW on the, um, on the end mm -hmm. been made for somebody who got their initials on the end belt like that. What, what's, what's the cost on a, on a belt like that? With that detail, I mean, this is all hand tooled, yeah. and then it's oh yeah, got the beading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love to. Um, what I love to do for each one is draw it out, you know, by hand. So they're all different; they're all unique. Um, everything is hand done, and so like a belt like that would start at about four hundred. Okay, and then you <clears throat> you do. Um, I mean, I know the the leather's like doubled, so. Explain mm -hmm. a little bit what what you do. You use a how many ounce leather for the outside, and and how many ounce what's that you know for the lining? Is that is that kind of the way you do it? Two different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for the outside, I like to use about a six to seven ounce. Um, that way, I get you know some good definition in the tooling and everything. And then for the back side, I use about five to six ounce, um, which. I like to make a little bit of a heavier, thicker belt mm -hmm. and just to ensure that they last longer. You know, it's a, it's an item that I want, you know, to stick around for, for as forever, you know, and last. So, right. I yeah. just make them a little bit of the thicker side. 
Yeah, and 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 you can see that. I mean, I I can just see it mm-hmm. in the pictures. I mean, I I don't own one yet, but um, but I will. And and that's that's one of the things that, you know, that really uh, caught my eye and attracted me to it. Now, on your mm-hmm. on your um, uh, your rough out buck stitch belts, um, mm-hmm. do you do you double those the leather on those two or, or do I you do? Just, yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I thought that's what it looked like. That's maybe one of the other things that caught my eye. So you, you buck stitch it, and then also it's also sewn on the outer edge too. Right. So. And, yeah, uh, I just like the way it looks when it's um, buck stitched, and then I'll actually buck stitch it and then sew the backing on. Uh-huh. Um, so the stitch isn't the only thing holding the two pieces together. You know, it's only for decoration. Um, right. So that's the way I like to do it. A lot of people like to do them different, where it's only buck stitched and um, it holds the liner on, which it, it will hold up, but I just like to cover like the backside of the buck stitching and yeah. then also to add that stitching and just have it look nice. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just cleaner and, and, uh, and it, there's less, you know, wear on the backside of the buck stitching, putting it on and off. And it just, I think right. it's just for a much nicer, uh, much nicer uh, belt. It's beautiful. Yeah. Just, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, the buck stitching can get pretty, you know, worn out on the backside and not look so good, which no one's going to see the backside when you're wearing it. But when you take it off, you can see it. So Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So do you, do, you, do you have you had a booth at the NFR before or do you or do you guys? No, I have not. I have not yet. Um, I'm actually going to have a booth here at the Southern California Fair in um, Lake Paris. Okay. Um, so it's one of the bigger fairs and they have like a barrel race and team roping, they'll have a ranch rodeo, things like that. So I'm actually gonna have a booth there this year. Um, but for the for the most part, my business has been mainly been custom orders and just word of mouth um, and also like social media. And I've been pretty busy with just doing those items. Um, so I haven't really built up a lot of stock yet. I've just been busy doing orders. <laughs> so. Right, right. Because there are some things you could just, uh, some products you could just build and have, uh, you know, just kind of like a, mm-hmm. a standard stock item right. that people could order, which is. Right, cool. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's limitless, really, you know, with the things you can make and, and what you can put out there. Oh, definitely. And, and um, you know, it's, it's I've, I've talked about it before, just having, you know, custom handmade things, uh, it's just, it's just so much nicer than you know, just getting the mm-hmm. basic, sometimes just off the shelf or, you know, standards right. stuff or whatever. It's, so it's very, very cool. Very cool. Right, right. Well, Crystal, yeah, hey. That's definitely why I wanted to start and every piece is like my baby, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's very, yeah. very cool. Well, hey, Crystal, we're getting uh, close to the end here. Um, where... Uh, where can people uh, follow you? What's your, uh, mm-hmm. again, your handle on, um, on Instagram? Yeah, um, Instagram and Facebook are both the same. It's just Dusty Diamond Leather. Okay. And do you have a website too, or is it just uh, Facebook and Instagram? No, I do not. Yeah, just Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. And people can purchase, is it, can they shop off Facebook too, or is it just messaging you to shop? Is that, is that the best right. way? Yep. Yep. Yeah, just um, message me um, or comment on a photo, and I'll try to get back to you and message you. If um, Facebook's kind of funny about that sometimes, so it's best if you know people send me a private message, and then I can get started with that order. 
Right. What 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 does what does Facebook do with that sometimes? Since you brought that um, up. Well, if people, yeah. So if you're following my page and you comment on a on a photo, um, it's hard. It won't actually let me message everyone. I think their profile has to be public in order for me to message them. Um, I'm not sure 100% on that, but I know I tried to message. Um, I think you maybe and a couple other people from Facebook, and I wasn't able to actually send a message through huh. my Facebook page. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's why I love Instagram. Instagram is so friend, like user friendly, business friendly. So, right. um, you know, so everyone, my posts that I put up where Facebook, I feel like it hides my posts sometimes unless I pay to, you know, boost them. So, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I always like to bring that up because, you know, social media is, I mean, it, it's the, it's the way of the world right now and, you know, just doing business mm-hmm. and connecting and communicating. And so I'm always, I'm always looking to, to learn and, and, uh, you know, so when you, when you say things like that, I always like to just dig into it a little bit, you know, it can help somebody else too. That's, you know, maybe going, right. why isn't this happening? You know, so very, yeah. very yeah. cool. Well, Crystal, it's just been, it's been great talking with you. I just, I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, I look forward to, uh, I look forward to getting my belt and I'm, as I'm looking here, I'm going to go with a rough out with like either my initials or my logo. If you can do my logo on the, on the, on the end. So I'll get that, I'll, yeah, get, no. I'll get that figured out and, and, uh, send my order over to you. Okay. Sounds great. But again, yeah, I just really appreciate, you know, you coming on and I just, I love your work and, uh, uh just look forward to seeing, seeing what you do in the future. And then, uh, you guys come out here to Arizona and we'll definitely, definitely, um, hook up and, and, uh, yeah. meet, meet in person. Absolutely. Now I have a connection in, in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You bet. Well, thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah, you're very welcome. And then uh, we'll be in touch. Okay, sounds good. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I'd drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping Yeah, we don't do it for the money. You were always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands. 
to the roping pin And it takes a little skill and a little luck If you can talk smack, if you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins Down at the roping pin Turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping pen